This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, Rusty Harden will get you off. My memory of her nipples is still strong. Powder in your banana. This mystery can bite me in the hole. If you bump your liquid in space, it goes forever. Throwing turkeys is in the crying game. Squirting brown zunes. Can you pass me a towel? I just got out of the septic tank. Gross. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Down deep in our human nature, all of us are provided with a so-called inner self. Okay. Americans can be very useful. This is the morning stream. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the morning stream, to said stream. Today is Tuesday, August 27th, 2019. Month's almost over. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Good morning. That's right. That's right, Scott. Are you this sad? Is to, Brian Ibbett. Are you sad to see August uh, eke away like this and just drip off the edge of the calendar and be gone? Um, only because I like summer a yeah. lot. I mean, I like fall too, but uh, I'm not. I, I've I'm not a big winter guy, and it's funny because I live in a state that is so winter, right? Same. I mean, Colorado is like all about the skiing, and all mm-hmm. about the the uh, the snowboarding, and the uh, you know all the all the winter sports out here. And it's like, huh, you know, I prefer the cycling and the going out, just walking outside, walking the dog outside with a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. This is my uh, I, I I live in the same kind of place. It's all about snow. It's all about yeah. the you know. We claim yeah. to have the greatest snow on earth. I don't know why we claim that, but we claim that. That's on our license plates. Mm-hmm. It says, Utah, the greatest snow on earth for some reason. Oh, really? Is that what it says now? Yes. Well, it used to. If it doesn't now, it used to. I don't know what the new one is. I remember I remember Ski Utah with an exclamation point, right. if I remember correctly. That was a thing for a while, yep. Um, then there was um, our crickets are have no chance against those seagulls that's the other one (laughs) (laughs) they can they can stop all of us utah (laughs) yeah utah they can never get all of us one of us will survive and spread further um i can't remember right now i don't know what it is in fact i think maybe it may be a more summary one and show like the big arch the delicate arch thing down in the the, uh, down in moab or wherever it is yeah yeah so in zion or arches or wherever the hell it is one of our many beautiful national parks. That's right. Uh, Goblin Valley is the best. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but man. That's not a real place. That's a starting zone, right? Sounds like it, but it's... That's, and a, it, that's and a, a World of Warcraft classic starting zone. It looks Goblin It looks Valley. more like a planet that you land on in No Man's Sky. It's this crazy, like, really? piles of stones and weird huh. uh, wind-caused um, erosion to the... To the cliffs and valleys and stuff, it's just crazy. Really? Yeah, you got to see that. That's cool. pretty. You guys neat. have a lot of really cool uh, photograph backgrounds or landscape. You know, like like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, places that if you didn't know you were in Utah, you wouldn't know where you were because they don't look like the typical Utah 
like what you have in your head, you know, like right, exactly. The the Soul Flats is a great example of that. It's like okay, you see a photo of that and you're thinking, wow, that's some weird exotic place. I don't know where that is. Oh, that's in Utah. Wow, okay, bizarre. Yeah, it happens. Gum Valley is very similar, but it's like um, I was watching uh, or I went to Netflix yesterday. And they start, mm-hmm. you know, they'll play like a top of the fold uh, trailer of for course. whatever hot new yes. thing. And the new yeah. thing is this new Dave Chappelle special called Sticks and Stones. Mm. And immediately I recognize it because it's Dave Chappelle in sunglasses, a tight gray shirt and jeans, walking ominously through the salt flats. <laughs> like, and not just oh, the salt really? flats, but like <laughs> literally right where we were, like right where we stood. I'm pretty sure I have stepped where his feet have tread. That's um, funny. Yeah. Huh. So uh, it's all, it's weird. It's like when you buy a car and you start noticing everybody else has your car. It's like I'm noticing yeah, the salt flats yeah. and everything now. It's really weird. Everything that's using salt flats. Yeah. yeah. Which seems to be more than you'd think. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. You remember some time ago, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it to just remind people. Uh, you received a phone call, a voicemail. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was all the rage here on the show for a while. If I can freaking find it. It was Burdum. There we go. A lot of people are going to get a bingo square right now. Yeah. This is the essence of the call. I'm just going to play it real quick. Hey, Bert, give me a call when you get up there. Have a good morning. God bless. Love you. Bye-bye. All right. So we had some good fun with that person. Hi, Bert. Play that a lot. You know, kind of just a weird call. Made no sense. I think you got a follow-up call at some point. Am I right about that? Probably. And I think we even tried calling her and... uh, Oh, right. The calls, the, the calls had stopped before that, and we were trying to maybe, you know, get a little bit more of uh, something going, and um, nothing since then. That's we right. Like, hi, Bert. We like we we called her, and I think we gave her the hi, Birdum. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I'm gonna see if I can tell you when this uh, happened. This would have been uh, hi, Birdum. <laughs> I might have. Been. <laughs> uh, it looks like three. So March of 2014 is when we got that. Wow. Um, okay. I can't believe I have dates on that. All right. So. I was always a little bit sad because no one ever calls me and leaves a psycho message like that or weird, like, you know, wrong person thing. It just doesn't happen to me. I just don't get those kind of voicemails. Mostly what I get now is we have found an issue with your social security number. Please, Please call this number or action will be taken yeah. against you. Yeah. wise. And they have a, vo- a, radio, a robot voice to it. Oh, yes. don't let me forget right. to talk about voices in a second because I have a question for you, but this is not related. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. So, uh, in fact, if I look at my voicemail, I'll just see if the, what the most recent one is. Oh, yeah. See, if I... Here, let me, let me play this on speaker. ...is to inform you that we just suspend your social security number because we found some suspicious activity. So, if you want to know about this case, just press one thank you. <laughs> I just like I like that it's like typed out so that this this uh, text to speech thing and they type out so if you want to hear about yeah. if you want to know about why we've done it yeah so, uh, you, know. you know if you're kind of curious why we've suspended your social security number it's so dumb so that's mostly what I get now but I got this yeah. call and I had to share it whoop All that right. was weird Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. that was oh weird the flash just went by. <laughs> There he goes again. Where's Gary Allen? Where's my, where's my Coke? Anyway, so here's what I'm going to play. This is a, a weird call about Lucy and paint, I think. It's eight seconds. Okay. You can help me decipher it. Here you go. I called for fresh paint. I saw it on the screen. It's Lucy from Oklahoma. Okay, thank you. 
What is that? Wow. Okay. I hear Oklahoma is the only word that I got out of that. I heard Lucy and thanks and Oklahoma. The rest of it. I'm going to try, try it again. It's chat room. You see guys yeah. get on, put on your interpretation hats. I'm playing it one more time. Here you go. I call for fresh paint. Uh, I'm going to pause there. I call. Yeah. About I the call for fresh paint. For. <laughs> I call for fresh paint. It's a real demand. Okay. Then she oh, says, says, I'm calling about painting. Can you start that over again? Let's start it over again. Here you go. Okay. I call for fresh paint. That sounds like I call about paints. <laughs> yeah. I call for fresh paint. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll play more. Uh, so it's Mom Strange. It's Lucy from Oklahoma. Okay. Thank you. Lucy from Oklahoma. And she didn't leave a number, by the way. Lucy from Oklahoma. Oh, frog pants. You think frog pants? Oh, okay. Let me try hold it again. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Now, okay. Now we're maybe getting somewhere. Hold on. I'm called for frog paints. Oh. I'm called for frog paints. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. What if it's someone who listens to this show and I'm I just- think it is now. Now that I... Now that... Uh, now that I'm thinking, I'm liking the whole frog pants uh, uh, theory that she's saying frog pants. Okay, now there's something about a morning stream in there and someone's saying, so let's try it one more time. I call for frog pants uh, for morning stream. Morning stream. Morning stream. Morning stream. Yes. She really has an accent. All right, now people are, people are yeah. saying it might be Gidget. Is that Gidget? Oh, no. She says she's no saying, idea. Stop asking me. Nope. She says stop asking me. I have no idea. <laughs> she's not Aussie. Okay. So um, I've got a um, uh, the number on here too says it's from the states. So unless she could spoof that, yeah, okay. I guess she she could. But everyone thinks it's Gidget. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, Gidget will be on the show Thursday with another quiz. Everybody. That's right. We got a new. We got a name for it. You want to know what the name for it is? Ooh, what's it called? It's what's called. It called? Um, where did it go now? Oh man, did I lose it? No, oh, I may have lost it. Hold on. Oh, here it is. Trivial things. There you go. We're calling it trivial things. Trivial things. things. I like trivial it. I like things. It. Yeah, and she'll come on and wow. she'll uh, do her her Southern Tennessee accent and um, fool us yes. all with her phone call there. Yeah, I don't know what that is all or right, what the so deal is. Now yeah. that we know Frog Paints and uh-huh. uh, Mornstream, <laughs> Lucy yeah. from Oklahoma. Yeah. Let's let's see let's see if we can uh, suss out the rest. All of right, so, here is the full file one more time with all the knowledge we have now. Here we go. Okay. I call for Frog Paints for Mornstream. It's Lucy from Oklahoma. Okay, thank you. She sounds legit. Like she's not. Yeah, she does teasing us. But but she's not giving us like basically is she wanting a call back? Is she? It's just she's like I'm calling for frog pants. The morning, the morning stream. stream. This is Lucy from Oklahoma. Thank you. Bye bye. It's entirely <laughs> like here's the thing. It's entirely possible that she's somebody while we're doing live calls for uh, Battle Royale. She could yeah. be one of the people oh. calling live and then they get voicemail because they don't get through because someone else got through or because we're between calls or whatever. Right. So this so. this was on uh, Skype. Yeah, it was right. or no on uh, my Google uh, Voice line is where it uh, voicemail. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Well, but that's not what you use for. No, it oh, is. that is what you use for call now. Oh and yeah, for yeah. All that stuff. yeah. I okay. dumped my old Skype number ages ago because it was a ripoff. It was eighteen bucks a month. Okay, it sucked. These guys can bite me. <laughs> um, well, Lucy, I hope uh, I hope if you're hearing us now, 
you've enjoyed us uh, performing some CSI on your on your uh, voice message there and figuring it out. I think a lot of it is is bad phone connection. Mm-hmm. A little bit might be your accent, yeah. but it's lovely and it's cute. Sure. And uh, <laughs> it's thick, thick as a brick that accent. Rainbow thick Bright says she's called before. I don't remember. Uh, thick as Oklahoma barbecue sauce is that uh, is that accent right there. Rainbow Bright says we had her on before and that I teased her about her accent. I don't think that's true. Did I? I don't oh really? That. <laughs> Do I owe any merch to Lucy in Oklahoma? No. <laughs> we will after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, she seems nice. I'd love to talk to her. Oh, it played again, not on purpose. Sorry, that wasn't that wasn't me. There's still a the, 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 still still claiming it's Gidget. Yeah. That is so funny. The Gidget controversy conspiracy continues in the chat. Also, want to do. I have already. I recommended this last week, so this isn't like a second recommendal necessarily. But I do want to double down and tell people that I yeah. finished Mindhunter season two, and I love that show. I think it's great. I think it might be the best thing on Netflix right now. Um, it has a way cool. of making even mundane stuff seem tense and exciting. It's kind of hard to explain, but anybody who's seen it will know what I'm talking about. Like, the show doesn't even end, really. You know, most shows end with big cliffhangery kind of moments or whatever. It's like, oh, got to see or next Or if they, season. you know, they, they try to wrap up a season mystery or something like that. But Right. So this has, I mean, they, they certainly wrap up a case. Uh, which turned out to be, I didn't realize it, but it was an actual case about these child murders in, um, in uh, uh, Atlanta in the 70s. Um, 23 of which, 23 of the killings were never solved, two of which were, uh, dude was uh, put in prison for. But anyway, um, oh, wow. it's, it's, it's worth watching just for that whole story thread. But the very end of it, you would expect, I don't know, more cliffhangery stuff. And this show's just very confident in itself and it doesn't feel like it needs to. And it can just sort of be, I don't know, a, a, there's a tinge of realism to it. They're not, it's a very dramatic show, but they're not trying to be overly dramatic or pull your strings at the right times or any of that stuff. It's just sort of there and it works and it's great. I freaking really love it. Uh, Sidian says, right. famously wow, known as the cool. Atlanta Child Murders. I had never heard of those before, I guess. I, I count hmm. myself as a pretty. I'm pretty. I know enough true crime stuff. I can, you know, I could tell you about Manson. I mm-hmm. can tell you what I know about, you know, Bundy or whatever. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Sure. And, yeah. I know all those mm-hmm. names and all those things, but I had never heard of that one, so I could never tell on the show. Is this an actual case? Did they really work on it? <laughs> what was the deal? And then when this is all over with, I went and all looked it up, and sure enough, man, that thing was gnarly. Yeah, sounds like it. Anyway, can't uh, funny recommend you it finished, enough. You uh, watch it. Funny you finished season two of Mindhunter mm. last night, because last night I finished uh, season one of The Sinner. And if you remember correctly, from, or if you remember from last week's recommendals, I had watched season two before season one. And I figured out why. <clears throat> it has nothing to do... I mean, it has everything to do... Let me, let me rephrase this. Everything to do with Netflix and the way they've got it in the, um, in the system. Because... For uh, The Sinner, it doesn't say season one, eight episodes, season two, eight episodes. It's a focus on the character name that he's dealing with. So there's Cora, and then season two is, shoot, can't remember the name under season two. But it just lists it by the name and not season one, season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that totally messed me up. But the good news is you can watch season two before season one and not be at all lost because Bill Pullman's character is taken from the city he's in in season one to this other city 
or this other town to do this case and there's no no uh strings that lead back to the story well, then you then one. you then you absolutely pick the right show to make that goof on it sounds to do like that happen exactly exactly yeah. but we watched season one last night and it's also excellent that one that the first season does focus on jessica beale's character um who's she's also executive producer and man there is some there is some whacked out stuff that mm. goes on in both seasons of that show but i we we thought it was excellent all so. right and i am i'm gonna be able to enjoy bill pullman and not think of him as a uh, dude what was in space balls and oh Oh, 100 percent. Like okay. it's it is such a different role for Bill Pullman that you you're you're almost struggling to remember what he was like in Independence Day and uh, um, Spaceballs and things like that. It's, OK, good. Yeah, good. good. It I, is fantastic. Because that's so. been hard for me when I've seen him in other roles, although I do like his kind of bearded, grizzly older self. I think that stuff's kind of. Oh, yeah. It's a good. Look. Yeah. But his delivery, there's some weird delivery that he does in this uh, in this show where he'll ask a question or he'll answer a question and he'll put pauses in weird places. Like, uh, like, um, are you, are you new to this town? I've, I've, I've been <laughs> here before. <laughs> Working on your like, Bill okay. Pullman too. I like it. This is good. Yeah. Well, I, that's, that's barely like a, a try to do an impersonation more just trying to impersonate the way he delivers his lines. Sure. That but, sounds great. Uh, anyway, it's Center. really, really good. He's, he's, fantastic in this and uh and it's sinner not the sinner right no it's the sinner it is the sinner okay the sinner all mm-hmm. right you'll well. find it right there on uh, netflix uh eight episodes in season one eight episodes in season two originally aired on usa so you're not going to get no nudity mm. yeah they push the limits a little don't they, they go- well they do actually i think you you kind of get you get uh you definitely get buttocks, yeah. Scott. I was gonna definitely s- buttocks. I was going to say, uh, uh, Mr. Robot has its moments of uh, yeah stuff, and that's mm-hmm. a USA joint as well. All right. Well, I'm into it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. keeps saying that we need to watch The Dark, and I want to because mm-hmm. it sounds cool the way everyone describes it to me, but it's like uh, Norwegian with like English subtitles, and I just haven't been able to pull the trigger. I don't know why. I just I, Or is it German? It's German. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. Everything described to me sounds amazing. I there's something about European languages that aren't English with subtitles that are hard for me. Whereas I don't struggle with that with Asian languages. Is that weird? Oh, really? Yeah. That's probably weird. Uh, no, That's I think a me that, thing. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There's something about the harshness of the German language. Uh, or if I hear Swedish or freaking <laughs> any kind of like Danish, whatever, I hear like. I just hear a lot of borka borka. It's hard for me. I just can't focus. Right. Right. You can't. Yeah. yeah right. Right. I'm trying to read here. You guys keep borka borking. <laughs> oh, they say Is it's overdubbed. Only- Wait, if it's overdubbed, I might give that a shot. That might work. Oh, okay. Is this the only uh, Swedish uh film or television property that does not feature peter stormara is that is this is that it like is this the only one yeah and that guy from uh what's he from the guy from oh, Chernobyl. Mads Mikkelsen, no. uh, who's the guy who he's in the mcu i can't think of his name um he uh he was the doctor in the beginning that uh the tesseract oh, touched him and, yes right on the in thor uh, uh yes uh, jim bob now, is it skarsgård no oh maybe Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård, yes. Right. Yeah, that guy, he's supposed to be in all these. He's uh, in everything. Your guy that you mentioned. All the Skarsgårds, they need to be in there. Oh, everybody's saying it, reminding us it's German, not Swedish. German, yeah, it German, is, German. It is, it is German, yeah. 
German, German. Well, he's Swedish, though, that guy, isn't he? Yes, yeah. and so is Peter Stormara. But. Yeah, and Peter Stormara, or Stormare, however you say it, he's it's your sad. friend. He's uh, He put your friend back there in the chipper then. He's amazing. We love him. That's right. And uh, uh, former, I, I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, Andreas from Sweden, mm-hmm. you remember, uh, big, oh. su- big, big supporter of the show, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, the only listener I've gone to Vegas with just kind of on a whim is like, you want to go to Vegas? Let's go to Vegas. And he and I met in Vegas and hung out there for, for a weekend and it was a blast. We had such a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, he, his mom knows Peter Stormara's mom. And he corrected us on the pronunciation of, of his name, Peter Stormara. So it is Stormara, then. It's Stormara, but it's probably it's probably one of those things like uh, Yilin Hall, yeah, where they're much they much uh, they've become accustomed to the Americanization of their name, and so it's like no, just say Gillen Hall. Yeah, <laughs> man, that reminds me how good Maggie was in that new Spider Man movie. She was really something. <laughs> Anyway, uh, there you go. Some recommendations for you there on a on a Tuesday. You don't normally get that, but uh, well, I yeah. guess we already recommended the center and uh, man or mine. Yes, but... these are these are follow up <laughs> recommendals. Yeah, we've we've polished them off and we feel pretty good about them now. I've uh, already figured out. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to watch something with the intent that I'm going to be able to either recommendal it or not recommendal it tomorrow. Oh, so this afternoon I'm going to try and and watch something that that I've been wanting to watch and. Something uh, that I did recently triggered me wanting to watch this. Oh, now can I guess? Can I try to guess? Please do. Yeah, right. guess. You Some, won't be able to guess, but something you did triggered it. Um, something I did recently. You something I went to or attended or experienced. You threw a frozen turkey off the overpass into oncoming traffic. No. Dang it! And now what's the and what's the movie now? What's uh, the movie that I'm going to watch, Scott? That uh, ties into that so closely. Uh, d- uh, the the crying game. I have no idea. <laughs> Right. Oh, so idea. it's so accurate, one hundred percent. Wait, so wait, you, it's a movie then, not a TV thing. Okay, <laughs> it is a movie. All right, all right. I give up. I, I have no idea. Well, you'll find out tomorrow. Good. I can't wait. Uh, there's a tomorrow because uh, we've been tomorrow. Seeing, okay, <laughs> Tamer. We're gonna watch it. Find out Tamer. <laughs> all right. Hey, you guys, look at this. An actual full slate of news, and it begins now. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Today at Noon Mountain. Doesn't it sound like Escape from Noon Mountain? Noon Mountain. Today at Noon Mountain, The Instance does a three-hour live stream of WoW Classic and a full show after that. Be there at twitch.tv slash frogpants. There you go. Yep, that'll be um, noon, so about an hour or so after the show is finished here. Uh, Garrett and I and possibly others will be running uh, new characters, and I'm told we're going to be doing um, Night Elves. Uh, which I haven't done in a very long time. So we're going to do Night Elf characters. We're going to do that for three hours, and then we'll do an instance after that, just as Brian explained. It should be a fun, fun day nice. if you're into Tristan's been that. loving uh, playing WoW Classic. I, I pop up there. I see what he's doing. I say, yep, not for me, although Tetsemi did reserve. Yeah, he kept like more. He did for GURP. He, he did. He, gets, yeah. he kept your name. In fact, he, pi- he pinged me. He says, all right, well, now that I've transferred GURP and Fleener, now we just got to get Brian to get Morgrom in there. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, So basically, here's the deal. I'm going to log in, going to get Morgrom, going to go into my starting zone. I'm going to do maybe two quests. I'm going to say, hey, there's classic. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even know. I may play three hours and then be done. 
Yeah, um, I, we'll see. I mean, you you might enjoy it a lot. I just remember, I mean, it's not even a matter of remembering, and I talked about this on the show yesterday. I barely have time to play WoW um, New Flavor. What do you call it? What do you, uh, current uh, version? Uh, right. <laughs> non-classic right. edition. Unclassic. Uh, Cri- unclassic. Yeah, so. this is the Criterion edition or something like that. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, you, uh, I, I'm I'm with you. Like, the, the time is a factor for sure. And it's just different for me now than it was in 04, for whatever reason. I'm just busier. Um, yeah. But also, I um, did all this already, you know? Mm-hmm. Like right. I've, I've built true. this character. I built my character from, from Zip, from Vanilla, from Alpha, really, because I played even that mm-hmm. far back. And I've been there the whole yeah. time. And so the idea of going back and saying, let's do that again, I don't have the same kind of nostalgia that somebody would say that was like, 15 or 14 years old and this was the greatest thing they'd ever seen and then maybe they fell right. away from it for a long time so now this is like the great return to their childhood i totally respect mm-hmm. that totally get it that's how i am mm-hmm. with old mario yeah. games and you know i get it so i don't want to poo poo on i don't want to yuck their yum but i'm not sure this is my yum or not we'll see yeah we'll see uh yeah well for me it's uh you know, we started with Burning Crusade and never looked back. Yeah, <laughs> that was looked. the first I ever played of. It's a good, good idea. Was Burning Crusade. Never look back. By the way, Zalix in the chat room says, "Here's how Swedish people say Peter Stormare." There's a link to an Og, an Og Vorbis file Whoa. you can play. Okay. Uh, let's see if I can play this. Can I play this directly? I probably can. Uh, all right. Let's give that a shot. I think it'll play in the browser. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Peter Stormare. Ugh, we're doing it really wrong. Peter Stormare. <laughs> Peter Stormare. No, I don't like it. It makes me feel bad. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna download that, and then we'll, yeah. uh, we'll have that for later. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like stupid exactly, sound files. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. By the way, Alex Forbes is uh, Kit Harrington's new character in the Eternals. I'm really, really excited about that. Kid Harrington, that's a, such an interesting casting there. Well, plus because you've got uh, Madden, um, uh, John. You've got, oh, you got John Snow, and you've got uh, oh Richard uh, uh, Rob Stark, uh, Richard Madden. Richard Madden. Really? I yes, didn't know mom. that. Yes, oh, that's right, mom. I loved so him in that. Them, both of them in uh, in Eternals. It's going to be great. All right, I'm in. And a character named Cersei who is not <laughs> Cersei. Yeah, I noticed she's in that. Um, she's in that uh, Mandalorian business. Cersei is. Oh, is she really? Yeah. The uh, what's her face? Yeah. Uh, he- uh, Lena Hetty. Lena Hedy? Lena Hetty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in her nipples, she's naked in. Um, uh... <laughs> if you're if you're interested in her nipples, <laughs> she was naked. <laughs> she was uh, semi naked in that uh, 300 movie. As a, my memory of that is is strong yeah, okay. for some reason. Anyway, hey, look at this. <laughs> ne- <laughs> Uh, is that not her in the Mandalorian? It looks like her. Is that not her? Okay. There's a completely different woman. All right. For a hot second, it looked like her, and I didn't go back and look. So, anyway, that nipple thing stands, though. Yes. Um, all right. NASA. You know NASA? They're like the space people. Are you familiar with yes. them? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I'm interested in their nipples. Well, good, because they're said to be investigating the first allegation of a crime in space. This is awesome. Right. Oh, this is great. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I love this. So NASA's reportedly uh, investigating a claim that an astronaut uh, accessed the bank account of her estranged spouse from the International Space Station in what may be the first allegation of a crime committed in space. 
and McLean acknowledges accessing the account from ISIS or ISIS from ISS, but denies any wrongdoing, according to the New York Times. Her estranged spouse, Summer Warden, uh, reportedly filed a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission. Miss McLean has since returned to Earth. So it sounds crazy out of context. Like if you, it totally does. Yeah. If you, if you read this, the, if you read this in the fifties, it'd sound like total science fiction. We'll um, go up to the space station. We'll have a few laughs. We'll access your bank account. <laughs> uh, the astronaut told the New York Times through a lawyer she was merely making sure the family's finances were in order and there was enough money to pay bills and care for Mrs. Warden's son, who they had been raising together prior to the split. She strenuously denies she didn't anything improper, says her lawyer, Rusty Harden. Rusty Harden. Rusty Harden. I kind of like that <laughs> name, but it also makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, if you call your, if you've been injured in an accident, call Rusty Harden. Rusty Harden. He'll get you off. Don't go look at that. Don't look up Rusty Harden on, uh, on uh, uh, what's it called? <laughs> what's a di- uh, uh, dictionary? Urban dictionary. Urban dictionary. Don't yeah. look it up. Don't look it up. Yeah. I just have oh, a feeling. Geez. I have a feeling. Anyway, Miss McCain and Miss Warden, who were in the Air Force together, uh, they worked in intelligence. They were married in 2014. Miss Warden filed for divorce in 2018. Investigations from the NASA Office of Inspector General have contacted both over the allegation. The New York Times has reported also Miss McLean graduated from the prestigious West Point Military Academy and flew more than 800 combat hours over Iraq as an Army pilot. She went on to qualify as a test pilot and was chosen to fly for NASA in 2013. But she may have broken the law in space! There was an interview with her on the Today Show yesterday morning, or, or they were talking about it, and she basically said... No, I was just making sure that I had some auto pay stuff or something like that, that that I was just making sure wasn't going to come out of that account from yeah. when we were together. Right. I, There's easy ways to, I, to I, prove that. Sure. I don't that's think that's going to be hard to prove if that's the case at all. Yeah. But it's pretty nutty because there yeah. are no, we have no, uh, we have no record of this yet. Nobody's done. I mean, I, here's my, no. gu- here's no. my guess. In all the years we've had people up in orbit in some way or another, or on the moon, or wherever we've been, mm-hmm. somebody's has to have done something that would be considered maybe not illegal, but distasteful or something, right? Right. Like, sure. like somebody was making a. <laughs> hey, let me make a quick copy of this Bruce Springsteen album for you. <laughs> yeah, like that. Let like simple dupl- piracy. Let me duplicate this CD. Can I share this file with you? Yeah, the first case of space piracy. I love that idea. Let me squirt you a copy of uh, of "Come and Get Your Love" from my Zune. <laughs> Oh, squirting. I forgot they did that. Yeah. Zune squirts. Oh, that was so stupid. Such a bad idea. Such a bad term. Zune squirt. If you had the brown one, it was even worse. Yeah, exactly. You have the brown one, right? Hershey Hershey Brown. I do have the Hershey Brown one, yeah. And you're going to put that... Did you put it under glass yet, or what was it? Not yet. Going to. Got it uh, it set up behind me here. All right. Do you think anybody ever, like, made one of those, like, orange juice balls in space, you know, because you can blow your... You know your liquid out, and it makes it like into a ball and floats, like yeah. a little orange juice sphere. Do you think anybody ever did anything mean with that? Like, I don't know, blew a blew a ball of, of orange juice and then just like made it float over and, and then hit pushed Jerry it up in against the head. Buzz Aldrin's face or something. <laughs> like, I wouldn't do that because Buzz Aldrin's known to just knock you out if you do something bad. <laughs> like basically, so basically, like while somebody's sleeping, they'll like float some. Yeah, some uh, food above, so that when they wake up and sit upright, they basically get a, a face full of uh, tang. You have to be really fa- you have to be really careful though, because 
if it you want it to hover, but the way right. space works, any movement is perpetual. So yes, if you correct. if you bump right. it or if you no. bump your liquid, whatever, and it starts <laughs> to float, it has the it has the tendency to go off somewhere, and you're not going to have it there when you want him to sit up and like smack his face into it. I'm I'm guessing that that's never happened, but um, I still I still have to believe that somewhere somebody's had sex in space and they didn't tell NASA. Right. Oh yeah, they had to. Right. It wasn't part of a yeah, test or something. Totally. Right. Not like part of an experiment or something. I'm thinking. Hey, you know, we got nothing else to do. You got, uh, you got our work that we got to do in a couple hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah. John Glenn took his shirt off. He's all muscly underneath. Oh, I'm so hot in this tiny space capsule. And freaking Buzz Aldrin's like, oh, yeah, me too. And before you know it, <laughs> they do the dirty. Right. Sure. Um, anyway, good luck to them. Hopefully that all works out. Yeah. Seems like a dumb crime if it is one, but whatever. All right. Uh, hey, look at this. This is pretty great. Uh, if you wonder where yeah. your cocaine went, well, I might know. Uh, cocaine worth about a million dollars was hidden in bananas at the Washington Safeway stores. Uh, we don't see that very often, they say. <laughs> so look for the look for the banana that looks like it's been peeled and then duct taped back together yep. with a weird bulge in the middle. Yep. If you got a little powder coming out of your banana, I got some news for you. I mean, just at a Safeway, that's crazy. <laughs> Police in Washington State are investigating after a huge cocaine shipment was found at three Safeway stores, a haul reportedly worth more than a million, as I mentioned before. Drugs were stuffed inside boxes of bananas at stores in the cities of Woodenville, Bellingham, and Federal Way. Chat room. Oh, I know you've, Bellingham. Oh, have you been there? What's up with that I've place? Been to Bellingham. Yeah? You like uh, it? it is... Uh... Is Bellingham where you have to take a ferry from across the sound to get to it? I feel like it is. Um, I don't know. Bellingham, Washington. I hear that. I could a, be wrong about that, but that Ferry Island place. I I know someone from that area, but I don't know the name of this the town. Um, that always oh, seems. Oh, Bramerton. Bramerton might be what I'm thinking of. Oh, is it Bramerton? I think you might be right. Bramerton. Yeah. I really like just even the concept of I have to take a ferry mm-hmm. to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Is that cool? Is that yeah. weird that yeah. I like that? I don't know why I like oh, that. No, that, no, I'd like that too, right? Because yeah, I just have to take a boat across a, a big body of water to get to your to your work or to this little village. Oh, yeah, so fun. I'd do that. Yeah, drugs were stuffed inside these boxes. Um, the the ones that had them were marked CK. I don't know what that means. Cocaine killers. I don't know. <laughs> cocaine. Yeah, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are all supposed to go to Louis CK. That's the deal. Uh, yeah, let's see. Right. Police said thir- twenty three twenty three kilos. That's space measurement. Whoops. Gosh dang it, I keep hitting my keyboard's space button with my elbow. Mm. Uh, of cocaine have been recovered in Bellingham. 22 kilos recorded in the Woodenville store. The amount discovered in Federal Way was not immediately clear. Authorities say Woodenville stash alone was worth more than 550 grand. Uh, that's huge. We don't see that very often, says mm-hmm. Kings County Sheriff Officer Ryan Abbott. He called King 5 a local news channel. <laughs> Hate that name. Coming up tonight on King 5, are there co- is there cocaine in your bananas? <laughs> we'll find out. News at 11. Oh, I hate stories like that. I hate when they do that because they can just say, say, coming up on the news later, a bunch of cocaine was found at some stores. We'll give you the details. Instead, they go, right. Exactly. Are your bananas laced with cocaine? Find out in an hour. <laughs> Shut up. Four things in your living room are trying to kill you right now. Find out what they are at 10 p.m. Right. Instead of just saying gas leaks. 
kill the family yeah. of whatever. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know why they have to do that. Anyway, um, uh, let's see. Blah, 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 investigators confirm workers. Oh, they don't know how it got we there. We have some of these children. Find out if they're yours <laughs> at 10 p.m. Oh, I love that idea. Kidnap kids and then hold them <laughs> ransom just for the news. That's a great idea. That's right. Film, film video at 11. Here's my favorite line. The cocaine appeared to have been split into dozens of separate packages and wrapped in plastic. Uh, uh-huh. Wow. Now, you might say to yourself, Scott, do you have that file? Wrapped in do. plastic. Of course I have it. What is that sound? Hold on. Do you hear that? I hear nothing. Oh, it's the tub. Okay. There's a tub that if you fill it, we don't use it very often, but when you feel, fill it, it makes a really loud so- sound right over there. It's really good that I didn't make my studio so that I was on that side of the room, or else that would be right over my head. Be really loud? Yeah. yeah, and if it ever broke, imagine, dude, imagine. Oh, geez. So is, is, uh, do you still have people staying at your house that are using that tub? No, I guess Kim's doing something. I don't know what she's She might oh. just be cleaning it. I don't know. We did wash the dog in there the other day, so maybe she's cleaning it. Okay. My dogs, dude. There. Oh, wow. Uh, Anna Krakatow found the prior time that Lucy from Oklahoma called. It is the call now segment of episode 1759. Really? Uh, 72 minutes into the MP3 file. I am gonna. I can find this. Find it. Find it. I'm going to find it right it's this funny second. That it's, it's, it's only like 12 shows ago. Yeah. I don't understand why I don't remember this. Okay. 7232 into it, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The Blinkist app. All right, let me find it here. 7232. Wait. That's not a time. 72 minutes, 32 seconds? Well, it is, but my thing does hours. Oh, so one hour, 12 minutes, 32 seconds. Yeah. Let me fix it there. Okay, here we go. You know, the king of trivia. So this, this, you know. I'm now, I wonder actually how... If you had had the odd-numbered questions and I had had the even-numbered questions, I wonder how we would have done. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I think you still would have won, but I think it would have been a closer margin. Could have could have been closer. Also, yeah. I have to admit, like, the Spielberg you one about... The no, I'm kidding. No, I don't know if this is it. This is Scott Math. Oh, 112. 72. So it is a 112. One hour, 12 okay, right now I'm at 1 hour, 11.59. So here's, let's see okay. what happens, if this is correct. <laughs> the, Spiel, the Spielberg one about always, total softball. Yes. softball. Oh, I know. And Kevin Klein. Come yeah, on. That was Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. Maybe Dan Aykroyd was a real gimme. Is gimme this just after sure. it? Who played Grocer in the film? <laughs> 32 <laughs> seconds, so 1 hour, 12 minutes, 32 seconds would be my math. All right, we're at 15 seconds now. <laughs> <laughs> 17. Just a bunch of Dan Aykroyd questions for the evens. 19. That would have been really Right, funny. exactly, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think we have someone on the line. Oh. Hi, who's this? Hey, Josie from Oklahoma. Oh, my gosh, it is her. Oh, it's her. What the crap? <laughs> Why don't I remember that? All right, wait, I guess I'll keep playing it. Oh, hello, how are you? Hello. I'm fine. Thank you very much. I love you, Popeye. Uh, that's awesome. This sounds like a this fake voice. This sounds like an Australian uh, doing a, an Oklahoman accent. Yeah, it sounds like a fake that, accent No, that one is that, Gidget. That is Gidget, right? <laughs> yes. So it's always been Gidget. That is 100% Gidget. She's, she, it was her the whole time. She's been denying it the whole show. It's totally her. <laughs> She's Gidget's in the chat room saying it is so not me. That that first one was absolutely. I mean, the the one right there that we just heard is absolutely Gidget. Was it you, Gidget? Was that you then? And is someone? 
Jesus, don't be mean to this girl. We're not. We're trying to get to the bottom of the mystery. Is it? Was it you then? She says it wasn't her then. Really? Yeah. So you're saying it's her then. She's saying no. I'm going to back it up a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, keep playing. Yeah. yeah. Dan Aykroyd was a real right, I backed up a little. Hold on. I'm fine. Thank you very much. I love you, Pop Kai. Uh, that's awesome. This sounds like a this fake voice. sounds like an voice. Australian uh, doing a, an Oklahoma accent. Yeah, it sounds like a fake accent to me. Is that true? Why, why would you say that? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I hate this mystery. This mystery can bite me in the hole. <laughs> I don't like it. All right. Yeah. Now you guys are freaking me out. Because she says it's not her, but it sounds like her. Oh, Gidget. All right. She swears it's not her. So I don't yeah. know. The rest of the chat. All chats. right. So here's, here's the only way to prove it. We need, uh, we need Oklahoma and Gidget to call in at the same time. All right. Well, here's your opportunity. Thursday, top of the show, yes. we're having Gidget on here to do some trivia. Oklahoma, if you're around, call. And if you are a separate person, we owe you a huge apology because we have found you to be very confusing. But we're going to apologize on the air. If it's not you, well then yeah, and we're I think we're even going to send you a prize package of something. Yeah, like, well, uh, well, yeah, you deserve something. That'd be cool. Yeah, you should totally yeah. do that. So yeah, that well maybe does Alex? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no. There's no way to know yeah. if this person has a disability. It's like Brian yesterday when he was saying, "Who's that girl looking off camera?" He didn't know it was my mm -hmm. autistic right. niece. So until you know, you don't know. Exactly. So if it is, call Thursday and we'll and then we'll know. Exactly. Tiptoeing right. around on eggshells. All right, check this out. Firefighters rescued a woman stuck in a septic tank for days. <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to come back to this one. I was okay if you missed it. I was yeah. okay if you accidentally just kept on going and didn't come back to this uh, story. Look, I figured with your your slight claustrophobia uh, tendencies, you might oh. enjoy this one. Oh, I think I'm more uh, more afraid of being stuck in a tank of shit. I think that actually <laughs> supersedes my claustrophobia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I don't blame you yeah, for you know, feeling I mean, that way. The, secondarily would be claustrophobia. Primarily would be uh, swimming in feces. Well, let's, my face. we'll see how this went. Firefighters in Escondida. Where's that? Uh, uh, Estacada is... Or Estacada? Is, <laughs> what did I say? Escondida? <laughs> I don't know where Estacada is, but uh, probably California, because yeah. that sounds like... Uh, <laughs> it sounds very California. Estacada is in Oregon. Oh, it's Oregon. Okay. North of, uh, yeah, 30 miles southeast of Portland. Well, these guys rescued this woman who uh, they said was trapped in a septic tank possibly for two or three days. They said she had been flown Ugh. to the hospital uh, since then. Rescuers found her lying in raw sewage with her face just above the tank outside her rural home, which is about five miles northeast of Estacada. Uh, official said she lives there alone. Uh, quote, I can be... Uh, definitely, it, sorry, it can be a def, uh, it can definitely be a scary situation, especially sitting at the bottom of a septic tank and you don't know that anybody's coming to get you, says Nick Wetlofer, uh, an engineer slash paramedic. Uh, many homes in rural areas have underground septic tanks as a result, or sorry, as a pri kind of private sewer to process and treat their waste. Uh, nobody would have heard, her, my wife grew up with one of these. They had a big, huge septic tank where she grew up. Mm. Uh, there was no public works for that stuff. Anyway, yeah. uh, no one would have heard her up here, says Richard Anderson, division of the uh, rural fire department, uh, which responded to the incident. The next closest house was a couple of thousand feet away. Uh, there, even her daughter hadn't heard, uh, but she came by and found out where she was at. She got concerned and went up to check on her, found her inside the septic tank. It looks like there was a lot of work uh, being done on the septic tank. 
There was a tractor in the area and a hole had been dug exposing the tank. She had fallen through about a two foot by two foot hole in a kind of uh, rusted metal top thing of the tank there and then got stuck. That is horrendous. Horrendous. Oh, my gosh. Just imagine it. Do you hear do you hear screams coming out of the toilet? Oh, hold on, let me. Yeah, I think I do. I hear somebody yelling, but they sound like they're in the toilet. How's that possible? I mean, just imagine. Imagine what that was feeling like for her. That's oh, awful. I, awful. I uh, don't want to. Thank you. Nope. Remember that scene in Schindler's List? The little kids had to go hide in there. That still gets me, I man. Think, I think the the bigger scene is people talking about uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, oh, they're climbing through the pipe and coming out clean on the other side. Yeah. Exactly, yes. Yeah, that's no good. That's just an no. oh, man. I mean, I wonder at some point, if it was days. That was the last time I saw it, Takata. <laughs> <laughs> but if, listen, if it was like a if it was like a few hours, that's horrible on its own. Mm-hmm. Days? Multiple days. days? Yep, nope, thanks. Uh-uh, sorry, bye, yeah, no. How do you survive? I yeah, just... I don't know, right? Because that I mean you're breathing that, and it's oh. a oh, jeez, I can't imagine it. I mean, I can't imagine it. That's the problem. I'm imagining it now. All right. Okay. Why did I skip past that and do that second? That was weird. Um, because we were so excited about the space crime. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know what happened there? All right. How about this one? This is pretty good. So here's here's a story about your dog. Everyone's dog. Research mm-hmm. shows dogs prefer reggae music over any other well, kind. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> of course. Have you ever played reggae for uh, one of the dogs and seen what their reaction would be? I've never played any kind of music for the dogs. Okay. Or for the dog. I mean, I've never said, I'm playing this just for you to, to gauge your reaction. <laughs> but I've played reggae around the dogs, and I don't seem to remember any sort of uh, different ac- actions by the dog during that uh you don't remember them reacting any differently if you played red red wine no. versus I don't know. No, exactly. Else. You know, I shot the sheriff for you know the the Peter Tosh version before, instead of the uh, <laughs> the Eric Clapton version or the Bob Marley version. Sure. Yeah. Well, the Scottish SPCA and the University of Glasgow recently released a study that shows dogs have a music preference. Various music was played for dogs at a roaming center in Dumbarton. Rehoming, not roaming. Mm. Rehoming. It's a re- rehoming, rehoming. I don't know. Are dogs that are re- oh, like a something? like a like they're finding new homes. It's a uh, oh, uh, dumb friends league. It's a oh, yeah. like if we had a uh, like when I go down to the shelter and adopt a dog, it's like that kind of. That's a rehoming center. By the way, I wonder how dogs feel about uh, the Baja men. <laughs> they hate them. They hate them terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Immediate sure. hate. Bare their teeth. Growl. Attack. All that yes. stuff. Not yeah. fans of the Baja men. No. Just like people, we do the same. We have the same reaction. That's right. Um, anyway, they assess their psychological and behavioral changes. Professor, Professor Neil Evans said the most productive or positive behavior changes were seen when the dogs were played reggae uh, and soft rock. That was the uh, other one they mentioned. <laughs> so uh, dogs like uh, Bob Marley and uh, uh, an Ambrosia. Yeah. <laughs> Firefall. <laughs> yeah. Or freaking, what was Air Supply? Buzz, gags, yeah. Air Supply. Yeah. Air Supply. I freaking hate, oh, I hate Air Supply, dude. So bad. Oh, really? Dude, they're not good. But they good. make love out of nothing at all. Yeah, I know. But they're not good and they never were. We have but to at least admit it. They're every woman in the world to me. But, <laughs> I mean, we have to admit that they suck, right? We have to. 
It's not. I don't know. I don't know if I'd admit that they suck. I think there's a very specific. I don't know if there's a specific time and a place for air supply. I think that time and place is 1982 couple skate, but Mm. uh, (laughs) at the at Skate City. But uh, come on, air supply. They're, you know, they have a Utah connection. I want to say they. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're from Australia, but I, I think there's they're Aussie. Yeah. There's some connection. I got to remember this. There was something at a college. What was it? Let's see. I'm just going to see if I can find this here because there was some. Everybody used to revel in this back in the day. Here it is. All right. Oh yeah, that's right. One of them lives in Park City now. That's what it is. Uh, really? Air, uh, yeah, in 2010, Air Supply released Mumbo Jumbo, the duo's first recording in eight years. It was recorded at Graham Russell's home uh, in Park City, Utah, at the uh, Odds on Records um, thing that they had there. Then they went on to do some stuff in Vegas. But yeah, there's they live there. Also, Post Malone. Mm. You know Post Malone, right? With all the tattoos. I do know. Well, the, not personally, but I'm familiar with him, yes. The Bud Light and the tattoos and the whatnot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're big fans here at the house. We like Post Malone. He's yeah. great. I think he's like that sunflower song a lot. Yeah. Super unique voice out there. I think he's there's nobody quite like him. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoy it. Uh he has this song about Utah snow and he's got some other lyrics. You're like, what's this Utah business? He now owns the most bi- the biggest, most palatial freaking giant place house out in Park City. It is this an uh, really? insane thing. I don't know. I mean, he must like it here. Or maybe he just has a house in every state. I don't know. But you should see this thing. It is ridiculous. Huh. My gosh, he has a like, lot of money now. Holy crap. I like that you're wearing a, a Park City sweatshirt right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact. Totally yeah. yeah. We love Park City around here. It's a great little city. Yeah. It's too oh, expensive. It's nice. I drive by there when we when we do the drive to uh, Salt Lake City. We drive by Park City. Oh, that's right. You guys kind of loop around the the rear of it. It's faster, yes. I think. It is looping around the rears. Oh, by the way, where do you, how do you think they came up with a band name Air Supply? Like, what what does it mean, Air Supply? I think the one guy got mad one day when they couldn't figure out the lyrics to something, and he, he strangled him, and then he breathed. Again. <laughs> Cutting off your air supply. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. only time you use the phrase air supply is is when somebody suffocates. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Now that you think, yeah. now that you say it, I don't know he where he off, came up with he that. Cut off his air supply. I wonder if it's just like. There's the air supply. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where yeah. it is. A weird yeah. origin. I, I totally agree. I moved to Utah for the air supply. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke Sidewalker says Post Malone is a regular guy and deserves all the success he's getting. Yeah, I think so too. Seems to well, have sure. worked hard and yeah. got lots of stuff. We're, we're not criticizing him. Not at all. Not at all. I'd love to go inside that house. I'd love to see what's in there. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's 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 good. I really like that. Um, what's the one where he's. Um, Popping pillies. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the name of the song. Rockstar, I think. I think that's it. Okay. Something about that song gets me. I love it. It's really good. Huh. Anyway. Right. Uh, so dogs like it. They like it better. Uh, they, they were like played the five different kinds of songs. Soft rock, Motown, pop, reggae, and classical. The winner was reggae. Runner-up was soft rock. Uh, they said they spent significantly more time lying and significantly less time standing when music was played, regardless of the genre. My dogs hear a lot oh, of, wow. um, uh, they hear a lot of, what's the what's the banjo guys? The, can't hear their names. Bluegrass? No. Oh, shit. They're popular. They're, they're kind of alternative. I don't know what they are. 
Oh, 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 uh, Mumford and Mumford Sons. Mumford and Sons. My dogs yeah. love Mumford and Sons. You play Mumford and Sons, they all chill out. All of them. Just really? They just hey, Mumford out. is a great dog name, too. Like, it is. You should name your next dog Mumford. I'm going to do it. Oh, we can't Mumford. have another one. Mumford. Kim would kill Come us. eat your food, Mumford. A third dog would mean divorce. My wife would be so mad. There's no way she'd do it. Well, I'll just hide all the pillows. Her dog, these dogs drive her crazy. She's a, she's a little, she's better with Boomer because Boomer's super chill, but Rainer's disposition of being spazzy most of the time just drives her crazy. Mm-hmm. But I love her. I love her. <laughs> and anyway. when they bring Izzy over, all bets are off. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. They, we, uh, they, Izzy now lives somewhere else and has a, oh. a, a pit bull a farm sibling. upstate? No. <laughs> well, sort of. It is a, a place with a ton of land. Uh, but they uh-huh. they had to do it. She was she was so jealous of the baby that she was tearing oh, the carpet sure. up and doing all kinds of weird like attention getting stuff, acting up. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. So they were oh, like, we got to find bad. her a good home. They found her a good home though. She's very happy there. So it was a little sad. We were all sad because we'd like that dog, but she was not sent to the yeah. pound. Taylor wouldn't do that, but she was like, yeah, no, of course. She hunted around. She found some people that like have to interview you and spend a mm. week with the dog first and. It was like super picky, wow. and and they totally did. And she's super sweet. She's the sweetest dog. She just needs attention constantly in this place. Yeah, is and she's bigger than she realizes, or, or you know, oh yeah, bulky or whatever is the yeah. big time. But they want to get another dog, a smaller one, and eventually, and not right now. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, that's it for the uh, news today. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, I believe we'll have Bill here to talk about the world of making things. And after that, jury duty. No idea what's on the docket there. But uh, we'll poke that bear when we get it. Uh, Before that, though, Brian's got music. He always does. And he's going to explain what it is right now. I do. Uh, Darren Jellison is an architect by day and a singer-songwriter by night. I love this. Um, And he strives for uh, being engaged in both things. Uh, He is from Hampton, Maine. And uh, definitely influenced by like Ben Folds, Genesis, um, definitely hearing in this song. His brand new release, I guess it's a collection called Singles. You can find him uh, online. Just do a search for Darren Jellison. Uh, here's the song play from Darren Jellison's Singles.
Hey guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Offices are relatively safe places in which to work, but accidents can and do happen. Salon, we'll, we'll be, be seeing, seeing you for safer and more pleasant driving. Money is honey. This is the morning stream. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Hope you enjoyed that. If you're yeah. on the live stream, you're not enjoying that, but at home you did. And that's good because we love you at home as well. <laughs> uh, we're going to pull Bill into the call. And uh, see what he's got going this week. This shan't take cool. but a moment. And now this. What's he making? I wonder what he's making. But Bill just isn't thinking about danger. Well, he's not thinking about danger. He's thinking about making things. Welcome to the program all the way from Seattle, Washington. One Bill Duran. Hello, Bill. Hello. Punish Prop's own. How are you? Doing okay. I clicked voice instead of video, so you're not going to see me. Hey, Sorry. It's all good, dude. Oh, okay. uh, Are you naked? Naked Tuesday. I could be. Mm, <laughs> no robe today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wieners out. Now, all you're missing is me guzzling my green milk. Mm. Oh, oh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How is hooked on that uh, green milk? Aren't you, you like, you like Fresh that stuff? squeezed. Mm hmm. Right out of the <laughs> the teat of a whatever. Do we know what those things are called? We don't know what those are called. Probably. Uh, it's probably on wikipedia.com, and I'm not joking. That's oh, yeah, a Star sure. Wars wiki. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's very I go there all the time. I wonder, though, I didn't realize they had, I assume they had a name, but I never really bothered to, to check. But we all, you know, it's easy to pull names like Tauntaun out of our heads and, and not even mm -hmm. think about it. Right. But uh, I don't know what those milky, nasty, freaking Luke sucker things are. I don't know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody find out for us, will you? All right. Hey, uh, the, it's good to have you on, as always. Uh, it's been a week, but uh, I'm sure that means you've been a busy bee in your shop and whatnot. Tell us what's going on this week. I sure have been. So I'm very nearly done with a costume for Dragon Con, which is great because I fly out on Thursday at 4 in the morning. I was say, yeah, <laughs> the Dragon Con is uh, a couple days away, so I hope yeah. you're done. Wow. Yeah. So um, the difference with this costume, though, is that it is an original design. It's not a known oh. character. Okay. So m most of what I've done uh, with my prop and costume work has been a replica or a reproduction of some kind. 
I want to be Commander Shepard. I want to be uh, the Dovahkiin. Uh, but this one is just some space armor that I designed. Actually, I worked with our assistant Paige because she's a much better uh, illustrator than I am. <laughs> so I fed her ideas and we looked up some inspiration on like Google Image Search and Pinterest and some other places. And she knocked out a really cool concept art. Mm. And then I'm building it, which I think is pretty fun. Well, that does uh, sound fun. Do you have pictures of it anywhere? I'm trying to see if there's anywhere I can look at it. I don't, um, I don't think we've posted much about it yet, but there will be a video tomorrow. Yes, that's yeah. the plan. Right. Is it? Um, do you find it harder to create uh, something that's based on that's not based on an existing property that you can use as reference um, than it is to create something original? Yeah, definitely. I mean. For- I guess is it is it harder to create something that's not based on existing yeah, yeah. versus creating something that is, I guess is what So so if you're trying to build a thing that's going to fit on your body, it actually yeah. gives you a little bit of leeway cuz uh, you know, if I'm making uh, like my Mass Effect armor, perfect example, there are things about that that I had to modify so that it would fit on a real human like sure. body, right? Sure. And make it still look like the thing from the game. The shoulders in particular just clip through his chest. My shoulders can't do that, so I had to I had to fudge the look of it a bit. Um, with an original design, you can do that, and the only person that'll know that you changed it is you. Sure. So you can modify the design around uh, the functionality of the costume. Yeah. Which helps, but as far as making a design that looks cool, that I find extremely challenging. That's not something I'm very good at because I don't have a lot of practice coming up with things all on my own. Mm. I right. do this too. So as a just as a quick side note, um, I was just going through this myself. I was trying to draw. I ended up doing it, and it's up on the site now. But I was trying to create a kind of robot-looking mech dude, and I wanted him to. I think I sent it to you, and I was talking about how it, I, I kind of ended up with a a little bit of a Destiny vibe with it. Wasn't really aiming for that, but yeah, that's what, how it ended up looking. But I really struggled early on with that because I. I rely on my imagination for much of what I do when I'm creating drawings and things, but I don't always know what I, I know what I kind of want, but I don't know how to achieve like the cool factor without reference, right? I have to reference somebody else or I have to go and say, well, what's a cool, like what did Iron Man look like in 08 that maybe that's a good place Mm -hmm. to start or, or whatever. And that's okay. You know, it turns out that's okay. You can't have every solution in your own head. Um, right so for whatever that's worth to people listening so what we ended up doing is looking up a lot of inspiration picking parts of things that we really liked and then putting our own little twist on it right um and i think that we were mostly successful um obviously it's something i would need a lot of more practice in um i would say if that's like if 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 anyone at home is a creative person of any kind, if you're a musician or if you are a, an illustrator or a painter or sculptor or whatever, I think most people get started by just copying work that they like. Mm-hmm. I know when I was when I was growing up and I was way into drawing, I would draw Garfield and uh, uh, Spider-Man and comics and, and things that I like. That's how I learned the technical skills. Um, and if and, and I think that's really great, especially obviously in my hobby where everyone's replicating everything. Um, that's such a fantastic way to get started. And if you're a hobbyist, uh, then 
and that's all you want to do is make copies of Spider-Man, then cool, like, go for it. That's a fun way to express yourself creatively. Um, if you're uh, definitely the case with cosplay, obviously, people I, you know, people want to dress up like their Skyrim character. Right. right. Um, when you're, uh, if you're trying to turn that into a career, I would say that it may be more difficult to impress people with something that you design. But if you do impress people with something that you designed, it's all yours. You get to take all the credit. You don't have to pay license fees for replicating Mickey Mouse's head. Like, I think there's a huge benefit there, especially if you're going into it as a, as a career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you, um, are you confident now that when you strut out of the elevator... In, uh, in the... Into that stinky, sweaty <laughs> cesspool known as Dragon Con. Yeah, are you gonna, are you not... gonna feel good about what you've done? <laughs> oh, I like I I do like how it turned out, but um, but I don't know how people are gonna react. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have lights on it, so that so maybe people will be like, ah, the lights are so bright, that's amazing. Right. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I, see. I think you'll um, do fine. the other thing. Yeah. Something else fun that you can do is if you're kind of dipping your toe into creating original work, take something you like and put your own twist on it, put your own spin on it. So this is kind of like what I did with my Blade Runner gun. I took the original Blade Runner gun design and I sort of tweaked it. I made it my own. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that gave me a little bit of practice um, uh, coming up with design elements on my own. But then also, I got a little bit of that name recognition from Blade Runner, and it still reads as a thing from that universe, which was kind of cool. Well, that would be and my... So oh, trip, go ahead, Brian. Right? Yeah. Is figuring out like how to make it similar enough to where people say, oh, that's a Blade Runner gun, but it's slightly different, rather than, I don't recognize what that is, but it's cool. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, there's a line that you have to figure out where that line is. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's what I get from people at Dragon Con who you can tell aren't there for Dragon Con. Usually, like an elderly couple wandering through the Marriott, and they see your costume, and they go, "I don't know what that is, but it's pretty neat." <laughs> right. Well, that's still me. Yeah, yeah. that's still me at Dragon Con. Yep. <laughs> but people, if they saw your gun, would they notice what your spin is, or would you be the only one that would know what you did to make it your own? You know what I mean? Uh, Blade Runner enthusiasts would notice. Okay. Um, but uh, lay people probably would not. They okay. might be like, oh, is that the one from the Harrison Ford, right? Yeah, the robot. <laughs> robot people. <laughs> from the robot people. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that makes me want to watch that new one again. I love that movie so much. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this sounds great. You're going to, of course, there'll be plenty of imagery of you uh, at the con wearing this stuff. So we'll get to all see all this. Yes. You guys. Don't you and know? I will be at the con this weekend if anyone's going to be around. Um, we're having a meetup on Friday. The Prop Tarts Facebook page has all the info. So um, essential Tremor in the chat. Essential Tremor in the chat had a great question that um, we absolutely have time for. He says somebody Ooh. was on Discord was asking of uh, uh, cosplayers for recommendations on where to get costume supplies. Do you have like I don't know one or two or three go tos that you're just like, yep these these places are always where you need to go. I know one of them is Joanne Fabrics. Right. Yes, definitely. Um, so most of what I get, uh, I order stuff online. Uh, any of our videos, if you watch any of our build videos, in the description is a link to every tool and every material that we use. So if you have a specific one you want some more info on, then you can go check that out. 
uh, on any of our videos. Uh, but yeah, Joanne's is is great. They're local. Joanne's and Michael's usually they're across the street from one another where I live. <laughs> Uh, but Joanne's just got uh, large sheets of EVA foam, the ones we use for making our costumes. Our friend Yaya got, uh, she's been working for years to get that done. It's finally finished. Um, so if you go to, I don't know if they all have them yet, but if you go to Joanne's, they have a cosplay section now with cosplay fabrics and foam mm. uh, and a bunch more other tools and materials and glue and paints and everything there. So that's nice. a pretty good one-stop shop. Okay. Otherwise... Uh, Amazon and check the links in all my videos. Yeah. Do you ever use um, what's it? What's Al Alibaba? You ever go there for anything? Um. Yeah, we're actually looking into ordering our own branded um, tools that we could sell on our website. So we've been poking around there. Oh, you just, that's cool. Yeah, I just got to order like three thousand of them. <laughs> so I'm about to be the proud owner of three thousand brand new Punish Props branded knives oh my now Lord. why can't you just like you know make a make a uh a mold and then create resin tools i guess you couldn't do that with knives but. it would be <laughs> it would be so much more expensive than to order it a oh, bunch really of, and i and can't just even, brand it it's nuts how much cheaper it is to get again you gotta order three thousand of them but you know if you think you can move them yeah. or if you just need a lot of knives yeah well, there you go. Uh, this all sounds great. Uh, as usual, do you have a, uh, a little something to leave us with? A little uh, bonus this week? I sure do. I got a link in the chat there. Our friends over at Kamui Cosplay put up a video on airbrush basics. It's the sort of thing that it's always good to polish up on. And if you're thinking about doing anything with paint and you want to do something fun and cool and creative, um, an airbrush will extend the utility of uh, your painting skills. So I recommend checking that out. Yep. Very cool. Got my first one when I was 15. That thing was great. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I didn't get mine until uh, college and we had a class where we needed one. So bought a compressor, bought an airbrush, bought the hose, all that stuff. We had hookups in the um, in the studio where everybody was basically on the same air. And so you yeah. just basically brought your hose and plugged into the same air that everybody else was using oh, was it was a big fun, a big compressor like a big multi-connected yeah. compressor yeah, okay that's cool yeah like 20 20 people all feeding off the same <laughs> that's awesome uh supply air supply <laughs> <laughs> nice i uh we had a i had the little portable one like the kind they're showing in this video is definitely the one i had um it's funny though because i'd moved on or I, my focus was always 2d art so once the digital world provided all the 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 things that airbrushing would bring like granularity and gradation and all that sort of thing i just never needed it again it was like well that's not useful but obviously in a 3d sort of creation world this is probably invaluable like you absolutely yeah. need this thing. try it i was gonna say try and paint your uh your space gun with photoshop scott yeah can't happen it can't happen it actually literally doesn't work <laughs> They, they did put basically Photoshop in the new Rebel Galaxy game, and you can just draw on your spaceship. No, yeah, they did. It's pretty cool. I've seen people make yeah. some pretty crazy designs. Are you going to mess with that yeah. at all? I know you like the game. Maybe. I, I need like a tablet to draw yeah. on it. Yeah, that would I be the best I can't do it with way. a mouse. That's what I hope. They put out some utility. Just let you, you know. I mean, I suppose you could hook up a Wacom to your PC and do it that way, but... Yeah, that would do it. Yeah, but something like that just seems super, super rad. That thing's really cool. All I did, I just put googly eyes on my on my spaceship and it's called the right, it a day. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> it's the right thing to start with. 
Uh, Build around everybody, punishprops.com. And of course, if you're going to DragonCon, look for him in the cool space armor as he uh, gallantly uh, traipses himself all over those hotels and yeah. uh, blows your mind with his prowess. Can't wait to see a uh, photo and video of, uh, of you guys and in, in how this thing looks. Yeah, take lots of pictures, man. We uh, sure will. Bill Duran, chin beard, punish props. Talk to you later. Bye now. Bye. All right. Cool. Well, Brian, we've we've done that. Now we can do yes. this. Justin oh, shows us sleep, but that doesn't mean anything. He's probably there. I don't know. <laughs> if he's not, what are you gonna do? It's fine. Oh, I see him coming online. Oh, he's awake. He is awake. Here's this. These are their stories. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Ah, Justin Robert Young in a foreign space. It looks like a hotel of some sort or a house or what? Where are you in? Where are you? Uh, I'm actually at the Brian Brushwood Compound. Oh, oh right. cool. You're in Austin. That's right. I am. Tonight is the big uh, live deal, right? Tonight? Indeed, indeed. Wait, are you getting actual moving video? Because it's not showing my mm -hmm. video. Yes, you are moving yeah. for me. Oh, yeah, yeah cool. that happens to me all the time, too, where like I'm kind of frozen on my view of Discord, but... Uh, but everybody else is good. Else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funky. Cool. Yeah. So you're here. Uh, you you got a quite a day ahead of you, then. You got a lot of stuff to do tonight. Like a, quite a week, because you guys go from there to right to Dragon Con, right? Yeah, that's it. This yeah. is the end of the grand finale of Con Month. Yeah. Four cons in one month. Uh, Gen Con, Def Con, Out of Bounds Comedy Festival, which is where we'll be tonight. Uh, so if you're in Austin, come on out. Ten dollars, uh, two comics, and Night Attack. We're headlining, so we're doing a full hour show. Tom Merritt's flying in for it, so it's going to be a blast. And then uh, the big, the big uh, crescendo at Dragon Con in Atlanta. Nice. And I got a live show there. Uh, I got a show 7 p.m. In the Crystal Ballroom, uh, there's like an improv thing that I'm a part of, and then uh, my own show, uh, Saturday, 2.30, but go to my Twitter for all the deets. <laughs> yeah, all those sweet deets. So, um, busy couple weeks in politics. I don't know if we want to go anywhere near any of this, but we could, I suppose. Uh, sure. What do you think? I mean, I feel like it's, it's so rapid fire these days, like... Uh, everything from uh, you know on the on the on the running for president side, you got why are Elizabeth Warren's crowd so huge, but her her poll numbers are lower than than Biden's or whatever, but her crowds are bigger, and and then on well, the other side, you got tomorrow is the and tomorrow's the big cutoff too. Like the Democrats, it's basically fish or cut bait. Well, uh, tomorrow. well, so here's here's the deal uh, for the next debate in Houston. The DNC has set tomorrow as the deadline that everybody who's going to qualify for that debate needs to have hit by tomorrow 130,000 individual donors uh, mm -hmm. and four qualifying polls, which has become a bit of a controversial thing now, where they hit 2% or more. Right now, we have 10 people that are qualified. That means that one debate stage is filled to capacity. <laughs> if one more person right. qualifies then they will have to do two nights again. The only difference here is that the first debate's definitely happening on Thursday, which mm -hmm. means the second debate would happen on Friday, which is, as anybody who has watched a television show and had a show move to Friday knows, not a good sign. No, Nobody you would not want to be television. on the second night. Yeah, You don't, you don't. And that would be randomly decided. There would be some 
angry candidates at uh, uh, the fact that they would have to, that five of them would have to go on, on Friday night. But really, the, the thing to watch if you want to be a total nerd about it is uh, go to the Wikipedia for 2020 debates. And there's a great little uh, ledger of all the qualifying polls. You're basically looking for a poll, the guy that comes out today or tomorrow, where Tom Steyer gets 2% of yeah. the vote. One came out yesterday that was qualified that he got zero, but he is qualified for three of them. If he gets one more, he's in. Wow. That's higher. That's for some reason higher for Steyer than I thought it would be. <laughs> Pretty good. And you might know Tom Steyer uh, as the guy who appears in the commercial ad of every ad break on Hulu or YouTube uh, that's letting you know that Donald Trump is a fraud and a failure. Oh, <laughs> I never see that's those. I guess I, I need to do the commercial wow. version of Hulu or something because I never see that. Uh, yeah, it's almost a no, bummer that they don't fill the first stage. So it's, it's going to be 10 no matter what. And then any outliers... If there's if there's eleven, then that guy basically just gets to be up there by himself, or you know, yeah, man he just woman. gets to do eleven. He's <laughs> exactly. like, I'm going to abdicate my time to Dave Chappelle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. that'd be all right. I'd take that. Obviously, um, going to split it five and six or something. So, yeah. what's your take on um, Bill Mitchell and his primary challenge to Trump? Do you think there's anything to it? I mean, a lot of people don't like him any more than they like Trump. Bill but Mitchell. Not Bill Mitchell, sorry. Um, Joe, Joe Walsh, Walsh. Sorry, Joe Walsh. I always mix Bill Mitchell and Joe Where Walsh. Where the hell up. did you get Bill Mitchell from? Two, two white... Well, you know who Bill Mitchell is. He's a dude and all politics. Is he? Oh, he's I a bet huge... you there's a lot of dudes named Bill Mitchell. Yeah, there's a... a lot of... I mean, it's a fairly Bill Mitchell. Yeah, Bill Mitchell's like a super Trumpy talk show host he's and he's, he's white and looks just like those two look the same joe walsh and bill mitchell are the same looking I'm, dudes to i'm me. googling bill mitchell now yeah look him up um but anyway while you're doing that uh uh joe walsh oh yeah i've seen his avatar before yeah you <laughs> he i hate him but anyway the point is uh there's a, a primary challenge of being welcomed by a lot of never trumpers and some conservative middle of the roaders who never liked trump and then uh a lot of a lot of people are just like well anything's better than trump and then there's a lot of people saying no this is a lateral move and so who cares but as a primary challenger we're not talking about an independent vote that would split votes or you know create all that kind of weirdness uh, do you think there's anything to this? Do you think he go? It goes anywhere? Is that how, how does one primary challenge anyway when the incumbent is of your same party? I don't even know how that works. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, which is why you don't know. <laughs> like, it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, traditionally, the only way that the party would bless a primary challenge, which the party will not bless this and will make it uh, almost functionally impossible to run a primary in the way that the Democrats are running a primary now is when the president is very unpopular within his own party. So understand that he's very unpopular across the aisle. He's very unpopular with, uh, uh you know, independence of, of certain demographics, but, sure. uh, inside of his own party, he's like better than Reagan. Like people inside the GOP love him. Like mm -hmm. there is a, uh, obviously an element of the never Trump, kind of movement that started back in the primaries four years ago and, and certainly uh, has persisted since then. Um, yeah, but look, let's let's be real here. You know, the only primary that Joe Walsh is running in is the primary for retweet. 
<laughs> so okay. and guess what? The returns are in, and he's winning. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but is there? Is, we don't have any historical. Is there any historical precedence for somebody running as a primary challenger with the, to, against the incumbent to then? Try to uns- I'm sure. I'm sure there has sure. been. I'm sure people. I'm sure somebody primaried Obama. I'm sure some, somebody tried to uh, uh, primary literally every sitting president. The difference is we don't really talk about them. Like yeah. Donald Trump just operates in such a elevated space in everybody's psyche that like, and Twitter kind of elevates this, obviously. That uh, now we're gonna pretend like this is a thing. It's not a thing. And to be honest, if it were a thing and he were actually in an open primary against Joe Walsh, I think it would probably be better for Trump because it would remind everybody uh, in his base why they liked him to begin with. Somebody that likes yelling at other Republicans on stage. Like that's how he first, that was his first single. Right, that was that was his that was his, That's the uh, hit that his put him on the charts. Yeah, that was his post Malone's better now to, to keep the thread going from earlier in the show. Wow, you like, do listen. Yeah, he does listen once in a while. I like it. That's good. Uh, like that. Th- that's that's. You know, he was up. He was pantsing Jeb Bush, the, the guy who was supposed to cruise to the nomination. Like, that's what made people kind of, uh, or some elements of the Republican Party fall in love with him. So the, if he was, you know, just beheading Joe Walsh on live television, I think it would probably be better for Trump and his base. I think it would take oxygen away from some of the Democratic candidates that desperately need it. Uh, Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are not going to win a general election unless the country becomes more okay with some of the, like, fairly aggressive programs that they want to put in like they are running on the idea of medicare for all which on some level not some level like on all levels abolishes private health insurance it just takes away an entire industry that whether or not you think that that's correct right uh that is a large change you need time for america to kind of get used to it if you're a mayor pete you need people to understand who you are to fall in love with you to believe that a millennial gay president is what we need in 2020 uh, if, if, if the entire time we're talking about, uh, whether or not it was appropriate that Donald Trump called Joe Walsh a cuck on live television, <laughs> then you're not going to get that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He also, I mean, the thing I don't like about Joe Walsh is, um, I mean, he's, he's, he's now claiming, well, I'm penitent about the terrible things I've said in the past. I'm, I apologize for them. I was wrong to say these things like, you know, he was, he was fully onto the birther movement. He's got multiple, uh, back to Twitter, multiple tweets saying things like Obama's a Muslim and in the pejorative sense, uh, which is, I think, the only way anyone ever says that anyway. But then he also had a tweet that said, if Trump, it was on the election night, it says if Trump doesn't win tomorrow. No, it was on, on election day, I'm voting for Donald Trump. The day after election day, I'm loading my musket. Yeah, but that like, was something as, about as in, as- if, if she didn't win... Or no, if she won, he's loading his musket or something like that. Because it, it was a, it was a, no, yeah, it, it was it was an insinuation wow. that Hillary Clinton was going to steal the election and they're going to go in an armed revolt. Uh, I'm look, uh, things I'm not going to do this morning. Defend Joe Walsh's Twitter. <laughs> so uh, uh, we can you can miss me with that. I don't care. Whatever. You've never seemed to me like somebody that is uh, I, I've, I've really taken very seriously. But look. Uh, people run for president. I mean, like we, we think, like, oh my God, so many Democrats are running for president. 
These are people that are on the national media's radar. Hundreds of people run for president every year and, yeah. and probably a, a dozen primary or petition to primary a sitting president. It's it's the fact that we're covering it now, and that's you know it, it is what it is because the, uh, the 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 Trump show rolls on. If you want him defeated, I would say that spending less time on Joe Walsh and more time on the candidates that you care about would probably be the better way to go. Yeah, probably. Well, I I don't know. We'll see if that turns into anything other than just smoke. Um, do you think Axio stands behind? This is the final thing I want to talk about. Axio stands behind it a hundred percent. They're reporting. Yeah. Do you think that Trump is lying, or who cares if you think he's lying? He always lies. Do you think he really considered the idea of nuking hurricanes uh, recently? Because this is something that this is something that, like in the past, has been studied. It's not like it's the worst idea to go. Hmm. I wonder if we disrupted it with some kind of explosion. What would that do? Well, that's bad because all the yeah. fallout and this and the other. I understand that. There's a there's a there's a process to that. But according to this article, he's like constantly hounding people about bombing hurricanes. So you think that's just all a bunch of hullabaloo or uh, I feel like I already know the answer. I'm Here's breaking. what I think. And Axios has kind of made a cottage industry out of stories like this. If you remember, there was a story a couple months ago about uh, Trump wanting to nationalize the 5G network or that people within the White House wanted to nationalize the 5G backbone because at that point, this is before we did the ban on Huawei Right. Uh, there was like just this fear that the telecoms would not be able to resist themselves and just buy cheaper Chinese hardware that intelligence agencies were afraid had backdoors to them and, and that we would be effectively giving China access to our entire data network. Mm. But the, the, the story was Trump wants to nationalize 5G, which is like a crazy headline because it's a Republican president looking to nationalize something. Normally, it's always in the opposite direction. You are de-nationalizing something. Yeah. You're privatizing something. I believe that in the White House, there's a lot of things, a lot of times, just in general, right? Generic president. A lot of the president's day is spent, hey, what about this? Look into this. Spitballing Get kind back of thing. to me. Yeah. Get yeah, back to me right. on this. Go look. Prepare a thing, come back to me, tell me what you find about this, right? Generic president. And I'm only basing that on, like, the West Wing. <laughs> like, because that's 90% of that show. Yeah. Like, so, like, let's, let's assume that that's true. Mm -hmm. And then let's X that by the Trump of it all. And let's say that the ideas get a little bit more outside of the norm of political reality. And we get a little bit more, you know, According to, uh, God, I forget what it was, but like the first thing, one of the first things that Bill Clinton asked about when he first got into office was like, hey, what's up with Area 51? Like, <laughs> you're like, Somebody go look into that. Get back to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have so a report like, on my desk, my friend. How about so that? Like, a, like, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Imagine it was just that there was 10 times more of that, right? <laughs> that there's just a lot more like, hey, uh, questions that the regular Joe would ask. Uh, as opposed to somebody who has been reading national uh, uh, policy briefings for the past 20 years of their life, like a career politician likely has been. And they've been reading think tank reports and, and all this kind of stuff. Trump hasn't. Trump's been reading page six and making sure that his name shows up in boldface uh, print. So it's like, that's that's pretty much what that is. Yeah, I think you're probably right. All right. Well, I at least had to get the nuke and hurricane. It's 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 the it's a literally a plot point of Sharknado, so I couldn't deny it. I could not 
not <laughs> talk about it because it's a really important thing to do. When I will say he probably in. is he probably is somebody who's fairly preoccupied with hurricanes because he's got the property in South Florida, and if you're spending oh, sure. a lot of time in South Florida, you wind up thinking a lot of you think a lot about hurricanes. It's yeah. about that time. Obviously, the beginning of hurricane season is late uh, late summer, uh, and this is when you really got to you really got to worry about it. Yeah, this is when you start talking about bombing them. Uh, all right, excellent work. Uh, remind people again, I guess there's still ways for people to get tickets if you're in the Austin area, right? They want to get in there. What do they do? Tonight, yeah, you can just walk right up. The Hideout Theater. It's an awesome venue in downtown Austin. Uh, come on out. It is Night Attack. we got some special guests, uh, folks from the Double Toasted podcast. Uh, we're going to have, again, Tom Merritt come on in. And uh, there's two great comedians that are opening up for us. So this is cheap. It's part of the Out of Bounds Comedy Festival. We've never done a live show that has only cost $10 just by ourselves. And, and you get a lot more for that. Uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. And then obviously at Dragon Con, just follow me on Twitter at Justin R. Young. And I'll, I'll post me whole schedule. Ooh, I like the piratey sound of that. Post me whole schedule. <laughs> I'm going to post me whole schedule. And uh, then I'll listen to Post Malone. Uh, post Malone. Yar, Poppin' pillies. We'll see you later. All right. I like Pretty saying cool. popping pillies, even though I would never pop a pilly. Popping pillies. I get to find out which Post Malone song that is. I think it's Rockstar, but I could be wrong. Rockstar, okay. Not 100% right. sure on that. Okay, I have one quick thing to do. Jamie kind of outdid himself. Oh, well, really? Okay. I don't know if he outdid himself or I just gave him the best material. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but apparently, I have said I've made some of the dumbest noises while playing a game called Observer. That's saying a lot. It is saying a lot. It's this Mark site. Knopfler's penis. <laughs> this is uh it's a weird cyber future kind of blade runnery future. In fact, it, the star of the thing is the late great Rudger Hauer. It's one of the last things he did oh. before he died. It's not a great performance, but the game itself is scary as hell and um he's really captured that. So, I guess I'm going to play this. Um I, I I apologies to everyone who hates hearing me scream, but <laughs> But here's me uh, playing Observer Part 1. He's called this Floor Avocado. <laughs> and you'll hear why. Here you go. Okay. Janus. <laughs> he called him Janus. Batman! Shitballs. What is that? I'm outside, you piece of shit. Hey, it's the shitter. Open the door, dick. Whoa! What the H was that? Woo! Ah! Oh, frick! The hell is that? It's the shitter. Woo! It's locked? Well, shit. Ah! <laughs> La la la. La, 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 la. I'm nervous. <laughs> Dead guy there, dude. Uh. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That scared me so bad. <laughs> Don't do that. Horse shit is that? <laughs> Don't. Ah! Oh! 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 Why is this getting me so bad? Holy Matt, Matt Macaroli, dude. Ah! <laughs> shit! Donkey! <laughs> oh, right there. Shit! Shit! No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm in the digital butthole now. The shitter! What's that, my floor avocado? <laughs> ah, don't do that! Ah! What in the frick? Ah! 
Get your freaking wrist monkey out and do your deal. Have a fantastic day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what the floor avocado even was, but. but Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, there was some noises in there that I've never heard you make in, in any of these other mashups before. Like, yeah, this one. In fact, we isolate, he isolated this one out here. <laughs> like, what is that? that what that even was, is that? That was all one noise. That wasn't like several noises all edited together. No, it was me being surprised by something. <laughs> I don't I can't explain it. <laughs> that game really is under my skin. It's something else. And it was just like totally never even heard uh, of it. It came out in 2017. Didn't know about it. Showed up on a sale one day. I'm like, oh, that's like eight bucks. That looks scary for fun. Eight bucks. Let's just do that. And it's like one of the scariest things I've ever seen. So, and oh, here's the good news. Because it's so scary, or if you think it's scary and you're watching me play it or you played it yourselves, uh, it's the same developer doing that new um, Blair Witch thing uh, that's coming out this year. So, So, I guess the Blair Witch game will be very scary. It seems like I didn't realize it was a Blur Witch thing. So wow! Yeah, they cool. announced first it. First person uh, scary. I don't know if it's first person or not, but they did. They announced it at um, E3 this year, and then was it just E3? I guess it was just E3 this year they announced it. But anyway, it looks interesting for sure. I guess now that I've gotten the um, the PSVR hooked up over here for No Man's Sky, ooh, and my new battery should be arriving today, so I can fix my uh, PlayStation moves because that's the only reason I haven't been doing No Man's Sky in, in VR is because. Uh, my moves are dead, and it's not as fun with the um, Dual Shock. Yeah. But uh, I probably could try a little bit of Resident Evil oh. with the PSVR. And you should stream it. Brian should stream it. We'll see. We'll see what I can we'll see what I can do. I do. I do have a stream thing that I can use. That Elgato deal. Elgato thing. Use, yeah, I have so. one of those as well. Yeah. Um, I played that all the way through. Uh, not on VR, but I not streamed VR, it, but and yeah. it scared the shit out of me. I can't even imagine. I just no way I'd ever play in VR for me. Never. No way. Not a chance. I still have the disc, a PS4 disc, if you don't mm-hmm. have that game. I have, I have the disc, yeah. Oh, you do? But... Okay. I was going to say I could send it to you if you want it. Um, all right. Uh, that's it for today. Thank you all for being here. we got stuff going on tomorrow. It'll be Wednesday. I think Tom's here. Not actually totally sure when oh, he really? leaves okay. Austin. I don't, cool. I don't know. But if he is, great. Uh, if not, we'll do some kind of little t- tech talk of our own. And... Uh, Nicole and all that. So uh, be back for that. In the meantime, don't forget you can support us at patreon.com slash TMS. You can find everything else we do at frogpants.com slash TMS. That's it. Oh, I don't know why I'm all burpy. I haven't eaten. (laughs) (laughs) I don't eat till 11. I'm on that diet, yo. Nice. And that's working well? It's working well. So far, it's just trimming trimming away the fat. And I think what's happening is because I go 16 hours without eating my body's just eating itself or something. Right. Um, right. And that would be the toughest thing for me is that it would, it would screw up my social, uh, you know, cause sometimes going out with friends or going out with family, they want to go, Oh no, let's go at 7 PM or eight o'clock PM. It's like, okay, well then I've got to adjust my whole, when do I start eating the schedule? I can't do it. Yeah. There's no way I or can you can, I mean, like anything, you can have a, you know, a cheat day or something. That's yeah, sure. I, it would be three fourths cheat days. I already do too many cheat days with the Weight Watchers business. It's <laughs> a good point. These people that do cheap, it, these, weekends. these people that do it from, I guess it would be five is the cutoff. So they start at nine. They eat at nine. That way nine they get five. breakfast. Yeah, I can't, I can't five. stop eating at five. I'll die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll be dead. Seven. I can do five. Uh-uh. Yeah. Too early. 
All right. Never so, too early for a song. So why don't you play one? Do you have a, an outro song for us today? I do. So our, our uh, winner yesterday uh, during uh, Babel Royale was Slucko, Michael Sluck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, hello, weenie in the butt. My wife, Megan, <laughs> celebrates her birthday uh, today. We watch TMS together to start our day. And the day doesn't feel the same if we don't. Aw. I want to wish her the happiest of all birthdays. Their song is uh, the Beatles, I Feel Fine. So let's play a very different version of that. This one is by Jamil. It's from the 2013 collection called Beatles Reimagined. Here's Jamil and I Feel Fine. Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Money's gone, bitch.